episode 20 of IPNO from home. We are, of course, as always, live from the couch in my room. Uh, today, we have a special guest, and that's Ellen Leibowitz, who is a music undergrad advisor. Uh, hey, Ellen, thanks for, uh, for coming on and joining us today. Sure thing. Happy to be here. So uh, on our last episode, we had on uh, Barbara Bender, who worked a lot with uh, graduate students mm -hmm. but um you you know obviously work with undergraduate uh students so yeah kind of what one thing we're curious about is is how has undergraduate education had to change and adapt for the fall semester wow i mean in so many ways um certainly academically with um you know students who may prefer to have face-to-face class experiences, now have to do everything remotely. That's huge. Um, and, you know, the um, technology aspect. So um, for professors, it's a matter of degree about how much technological expertise they may have had and how much they had to learn and what kind of equipment they have at home. Um, some instructors were much more um, adept than others, um, and you know that presented challenges. And then, of course, for the students, um, you know, did they have the right equipment at home? Did they have a laptop? Did they have a microphone? Um, and uh, you know, everything else they need. Oh, and their internet connection is huge. We had two students who, you know, really struggled because their internet was going in and out, and they, uh, you know, because of where they were located at home. Um, their their internet access was limited in some ways. So academic, technological, and then the social, I think, is huge. Mm -hmm. You know, the students who, I mean, let's face it, undergraduate experience is about living in a dorm or living with your buds in, in off-campus housing. And that's a really important part of the undergraduate experience, I think. You know, in particular, I feel for the uh, the students who are starting this year, the incoming first year or transfer students um, who aren't getting to experience that they've been looking forward to leaving home um, and being independent and living on their mm -hmm. own. And there they are in their rooms on a computer, you know, trying to figure out how to um, work everything. So there's, you know, there's the um, residential, but then there's also all the social activities the clubs um, and the organizations and all the things to get involved with on campus and just, you know, meeting up with your friends in the dining halls, uh, meeting yeah. up with your friends in all the different buildings and lounges and studying together. Um, and then also with the academic, I mean, I could go on and on. It's, it's very <laughs> challenging. Um, more on the academic is the opportunities to get in-person face-to-face tutoring the learning centers, um, the writing program, um, and the support that they give to the students who are struggling with expository writing, the infamous expository writing. Um, so yeah, I, I think lots of challenges and lots of changes this semester, and I hope we'll be back before yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, specifically as it relates to music, right? Um, um, with you know obviously some of the theory classes and stuff they could be 
right. a little bit easier taught online, but um, you know, getting that, that face-to-face instruction without having that ability, what's that been like? Uh, and, and how have you had to advise students on, on yeah, how to handle that? Quite challenging. I mean, our program, of course, relies heavily on performance. Um, mm-hmm. Every undergraduate, every bachelor of music student is required to, to play in an ensemble every semester, whether it's orchestra or a band. Um, and those aren't happening this semester. So the um, directors of those groups, the choirs, the bands, the orchestras, they're offering alternate uh, opportunities for students. So instead of having on-campus rehearsals two or three times a week, um, they're approaching it more academically this semester. So they're learning about um, literature, they're learning about how to audition for uh, orchestral jobs, they're learning about you know, putting together their resumes as performers. Uh, they're learning about how to get and, and keep um, performing gigs. Um, so it's really changed a lot. Um, so we're not doing um, ensembles. Chamber groups aren't meeting. Um, there's other courses that undergraduates have to take like oral skills, ear training. That obviously works much better when you're in person. Um, yeah, and then and then the other thing is one-on-one lessons. So all of our students get a weekly lesson with faculty, um, and that's in their studios, face to face. And it's I can I can assure you an entirely different experience to be doing that. Either on some of them are doing it with Zoom or WebEx. Some of them are doing FaceTime. So it's both having the right equipment to do that, but also just an entirely different experience having a voice lesson or a trumpet lesson um, via your computer or your phone uh, rather than in person. The other thing about lessons is that our students um, are assigned, each studio is assigned to the accompanist who attends their lesson. And when they're playing, there's my dog barking, sorry about that. Um, when they're playing in their lesson, they have a piano accompanist with them, or they usually do. And so what we've done is we've had the department accompanist record all of the accompanying. And, you know, it's just not the same. It doesn't, when you have, when you're playing with a recording, you can't exactly nuance the same way that you do if you were um, with the person in the same room. So that's some of the some of the issues. Uh, one other thing I, I just realized is also um, our seniors have to do recitals, right? And those are usually in one of our smaller um, concert venues um, with a, an audience. This is something they've pre- been preparing for for four years. And you know the students, the seniors who graduated last year, and the students who are graduating this year and expecting to do their live senior recital that they've been working towards all this time, um, they probably won't get to do with an audience on campus. Uh, so, and have their friends and family cheering them on. Yeah, Ellen, um, as an undergraduate advisor, can you, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what that role actually entails, and maybe a little bit about how how you got into doing this. Sure. 
So I was a, um, a music teacher for many years in the New Jersey public schools. I taught instrumental music. I majored in uh, music ed playing French horn as an undergraduate. So I taught for 15 years. Um, and then I took some years off uh, to have my babies who are now grown up men at this point. Um, and then eventually I wanted to start working a little bit. Um, so I had uh, earned a graduate degree uh, while I was uh, while I wasn't teaching in um, educational supervision, um, and I had a supervisor certificate. So I start I reached out to Rutgers and I started supervising music student teachers, um, and I did that for five or six years. It was pretty part time, um, and then uh, and I did it. Uh, for both music teachers and other teachers. Um, but the person that I worked with um, uh, in the music department, um, supervising uh, music student teachers, let me know that a job had opened up in the Department of Music and he thought I'd be a good fit. Um, and that's the job I have now. Um, and the rest is history. So this is my 11th year in this job. So, um. Um, because I went to Rutgers and was supervising Rutgers student teachers, and because of my music background, it was sort of a really good fit. No, that's great. Thank you. Great. Do you still play? Give me one second. Can you close that door, please? Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I, yeah. Go ahead. Do you still play? I haven't played for a really long time. Um, so when you play the French horn, you know, it's kind of like a runner. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't um, not run for a month and then expect to run the same way. And same thing with the muscles of your embouchure. You kind of have to keep up. And I just haven't had the time. And, um, you know, as, as a parent and working full time, I just, um, it faded. Uh, so I haven't played for a really long time, and I do miss it. I do miss it. Yeah. You know, um, at, like, as we were scheduling this and seeing that you were in the music department, when, you know, everything came out that it was going to be remote again, yeah. I kind of originally had thought how you were saying that, like, the social aspect of it is big, because I was thinking, of, like, oh, if I was in college, I would have hated that if I you know, had to do it from home, but the classes I thought I was like, oh, well, my classes, I guess I could have really done them online, but I, I didn't really think about departments like music and probably like a lot of like the fine arts, like John, I, I know that you were in the Mason Gross School. I'm sure like a lot of those kids who are doing like painting and things like that, like how do you submit a painting online? Yeah, It's just like yeah. for those kind of in-person things, it's probably, I don't know, yeah. just I like mean, even so much more challenging. I think you know the visual arts are are probably even a little bit easier than the performing arts. You know, like painting, photography, which is where I came from. Um, you know, a lot of the techniques and things can sort of translate over the you know over virtual class. But you know, how do you teach ballet and and really pick up on the nuance of those those moves? Or you know, the same same with instruments. It's it's that anything in the performing arts where you really, it is all about the nuance, has to be extremely difficult. Yeah, very tough. And both musically and also socially. Now, yeah. I got an email from my uh, first year student a couple of weeks ago, and she said, you know, how can I connect with my peers? 
You know, mm -hmm. I only see them in the little boxes on, you know, Zoom meetings or WebEx in class. Um, and this is somebody who was a singer. And, you know, when they would have, under usual circumstances, been meeting each other in the choir rehearsals and in their other classes. I mean, the music department, they're very tight knit. They're all in the same classes together. You know, they're in the same ensembles together. They hang out in the same buildings and they're not getting any of that. So it's really been tough. But I think overall, you know, I think we're managing really well. And, you know, the professors, the staff, the instructors, the administration, they've really just worked so hard to just make it manageable for everybody and make it a good educational and good musical experience as best they can. Mm -hmm. Zoom, Zoom needs to figure out a way to, to get their acoustics to match that of a concert hall, and then yeah. maybe we'd be moving in the right direction. Yeah, you know, I in the next really, patch. we always have a first um, assembly meeting uh, with all of the undergrads um, at, the, at the beginning of the semester, and that's over, over 200 students. It's about 225 wow. students, and we meet all together, and it's been a tradition that I say, is it anybody's birthday? And then we sing happy birthday, whether it's somebody's birthday or not. Just as a fun thing to do. Um, and, um, and, it, and, you know, one of my colleagues plays the piano. And it's just fun to hear them sing. And they, they, they include all this elaborate harmony and so on. So we did that via Zoom. And I said, okay, how about if just a couple of voice majors sing? Because, you know, it's all out of sync, right? They said, yeah. no, let's just do it all together. So they did. <laughs> Over 225 voices singing at 225 different times. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. And we, kept, we got to keep up the tradition. I'm sure it still sounded better than when my family sings to me on my birthday. So. <laughs> You know, I was, you know, I kind of think sometimes maybe, you know, you know how they say like struggle and, you know, tough times creates art, you know, and I think may, maybe, you know, at the, on the back end of this, we'll have some sort of uh, renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> of all that pent up energy and creativity that's, that's sort of been, uh, you know, restrained for a little time. Maybe, maybe all that'll come out. Right. Yeah. It's like a part, just like know, the people um, who want to party. Yeah. I think, you know, for instance, the, um, our jazz department, um, they're taking the opportunity to really hone their recording skills um, and learn how to make, you know, really good recordings. Um, and they probably wouldn't have done that otherwise. And I think the students are really going to benefit from that because that's the way of the future. They're going to need those skills. And they may not have necessarily had the time to do that otherwise. So they're taking advantage of, of this in good ways. Right, that's a great point. Yeah. All right, well, I think that wraps us up for episode 20. Uh, Ellen, thanks so much for, uh, for joining us and for giving us your perspective. My and uh, we'll give you the last word if there's anything else that you'd like to say. Um, just, you know, stay safe, wear your mask, Wash your hands, social distance, be well. Thank you. Sounds good to me. Great. All right. Thank you very much.